0: Hey, really quick for those who want to experience freedom from pornography, I have a free resource for you. It is called the essential step to quitting porn. And not only am I going to give you the information that you need to better understand your triggers and the shame that you feel, but I'm also going to give you three downloadable worksheets so that you can apply what you learned and begin to see the impact literally the day of getting this video and worksheet. So if you want to quit porn and experience freedom, understand your sexuality better, and feel that holistic health that we all so long for, grab your free copy today. The link will be in the description. It's also secrethabit.ca slash the dash essential dash step. God bless. Grab your free copy today. We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality?
1: We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you.
0: Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun.
1: We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you love stronger, laugh harder, and sex better.
0: Let's go!
1: Let's talk about the penis. What? Or more the brain connected to the penis. What do you think, Sean? Is erectile dysfunction that? Or let's just dive into this.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction in this episode. There is porn-induced erectile dysfunction, which would be a brain problem. Then there's what I would call psychological erectile dysfunction, which some people call psychological impotence which is actually a mind problem and the decipher and the difference of those two is that the brain is the computer system. The chemical makeup of our brain gets affected when we watch porn and then causes erection problems. But then when we move into psychological side of erectile dysfunction, it's more of our identity and the negative thoughts that rule us, that cause us to have fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of judgment that really wreak havoc on our Mm -hmm. erections because That doesn't work when we're thinking about not getting an erection, that's exactly what's going to happen So that's the kind of the decipher between porn induced, which is brain problem and psychological, which is a mind problem
1: Yeah, and we're gonna get a little personal here because This is part of our story as well. It is actually uh porn induced and erectile dysfunction the psychological erectile dysfunction, so Uh, we're gonna have a little conversation about this here and we just want you guys to like feel comfortable like this is just a place where we can talk about this and where you can feel comfortable that we're not afraid of the word penis or uh, we are not afraid of the word erectile dysfunction because those ones are real words they describe the things that are happening in our lives and so that's why we want to make it real and we want you to feel comfortable that we can talk about it here. Totally. And guys, if you are in a relationship that is just that is so much pain, like so much pain if you are guys going through this and like, you know, the Hollywood portrays this this sex that is just sometimes like there are no problems. Like, what? Like, why do I have this problem? Like the guys constantly Aroused, and he has no problem with his penis, or he doesn't ejaculate too early or too late. You know, just like this portrayal of media that just doesn't really help us, it just messes us up. If I'm, yeah, this is just the reality. And so, I want to be completely honest here and want to bring out that you know, wherever you're finding yourself at, I hope you can. Feel comfortable and uh, that we feel for you because mm-hmm. I remember Han. I remember when we were feeling so. I felt so ashamed. Like I was like, I don't know who to talk to about this because it's like I felt like sp- people are gonna think that something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. That like I'm not, yeah. I'm not good enough, or I'm not doing something for you, or yeah. blah 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 blah. And you know what? Women get this quite a bit. Like that, you know, they are not this or that. When there's many times there's the. And obviously there are things to deal on both parts. I had lots of expectations on you that were super unhealthy and were not helpful to you in the midst of you dealing with ED. I was the worst support. (laughs) So I'm just going to be completely brutally honest. So it's just really important to just bring this all out and talk about it in the open and the steps to what to do when you find yourself in such a hard spot to, yeah, like to struggle with erectile dysfunction.
0: Well, just backing up one second. So even just the other day, I got a message on Instagram from a guy who was asking me about how how does pornography affect body shame and whatnot. And I referred him over to our recent episode. But then he continued to message me. And like, you know, I, um, I struggle with comparing my penis size. And then he shared another thing. And then he messaged me quickly and said, I'm so sorry, I shared that. Sorry if it was too explicit. You know, I shouldn't have said that. It's like, do you not see my Instagram page? This is what I talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even with somebody who is doing this work 24-7, he was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like, it's awkward and it feels embarrassing. And it's like, it feels unsafe. So that's super normal to feel that way. And we were even just watching a movie called Just Friends. And there's this scene. It's not explicit or, or sexual or anything, but basically... Long story short, it ends with the man having this internal dialogue with himself saying you don't even deserve to have a penis. Yeah. And it's like that's the stuff going on in a man's mind when he doesn't think he's performing well, mm-hmm. when he thinks he's letting his wife down, when he can't get an erection cuz obviously real men get erections. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff going on inside of a man's mind mm-hmm. is fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of judgment Mm -hmm. and that comes out in all sorts of different thoughts Mm -hmm. towards their actual penis, having an erection, ejaculation, and even what their wife thinks about them as Mm -hmm. in, I am a total failure to Helena if I don't make her orgasm tonight. I'm a total failure to Helena if I don't get an erection. Imagine living that way.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side. I did. Yeah, I know, honey. It was terrible. Terrible it's so terrible to just think about that you were thinking that but that's not what I was thinking that you're thinking that like I wasn't thinking about you at all I just remember or like not that I wasn't thinking about you I just remember I was just thinking about myself and this is the problem when we are in a shame cycle and we've talked about this you translate everything into shame so it's about you know Sean was thinking everything in his language and this and this and this and that really like terrible language and then because this was happening then i was like i am this and this and this and that i wasn't trying to think what might be happening with sean and and like try to understand or help him i was just like well this must be my fault like yeah. everybody else is just totally fine and well if he's not hard all the time then that means that i'm not attractive yeah. and I'm not good enough or oh, I, I you know and so then I would try to constantly like do things to make sure I prove that I'm enough mm-hmm. so you know I would try to do things to make sure that Sean has heart penis and which then he only, didn't which then only makes more pressure for the man that's exactly it's so then it would actually madness. be even worse so it would actually create and then I would feel even worse about myself because I just I was just vulnerable and I, like, you know, I just was vulnerable and I did something for us to try to make sure that this, this, we can flourish in sex and it could be better and Sean doesn't have to struggle with this. And uh, so this was just this cycle, right, babe? Like, you were just feeling. Yeah, it's like this
0: cycle of you trying to prove something
1: Mm -hmm. and then then I feel
0: shame and our fear and pressure and then we both feel shame and then it continues. Yeah. One of us then proves. Then there's fear and then there's shame. It's just endless cycle Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. leads to disconnect, failing intimacy. It actually leads to bitterness Mm -hmm. and resentment. Mm -hmm. And often that's why marriages become so hostile. Totally. And sex happens once a month at Mm -hmm. best. And that was our story. Not to say we didn't... I would say we still had sex weekly, But there was times where I would avoid sex or you would initiate and I would just say no because I was so scared of erectile dysfunction.
1: Mm -hmm. I was so
0: scared of what was going on in my mind that I wouldn't be able to perform. Mm -hmm. So it was just this crazy sequence for me of Helena wants me, but I can't perform. So I should just tell her no. Mm -hmm. That's such, it's so evil. Mm -hmm. My wife wants to be sexually intimate with me and I am scared. Yeah. What? That is so evil. Because that spits in the face of God who created sex for a married couple to enjoy. And then there's fear around something that God made to be enjoyable. That is so evil. Mm
1: -hmm. And I hate it so much. Uh, It was like we were crying. Like I had crying nights. Like I just like sometimes, you know, we would find ourselves just you know after sex that just like didn't go well and it's like what do you do in that moment right like you just feel so terrible like you're supposed to have a nice time and and enjoy that gift and just really and then you just feel terrible and i just remember because it would continue then i would i would just like not when I initiate either, or there was either that, or then I would just even increase the pressure or my expectations, or then I would just like start thinking about other things like I could do, or yeah, it was just like it was just really unhealthy. I think the expectations I had then on Sean um, were increasing because of that problem. It actually wasn't like I I didn't know what to do. I just thought like he has a low libido, and so then I would be mad at him. You know, it was kind of this cycle that I would be mad at him or mm-hmm. mad at myself, yeah. mad at God. Yeah. Um, I think we're the only one with this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody else, everybody, every other guy wants sex all the time. Mm. Uh, he wants sex uh, with the screen, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, he used to want porn all the time. So how, like, so I'm not that, like, I am <laughs> basically, like, porn is better than I am. Mm-hmm basically that's kind of what it felt it always felt that way because even though you know you were free from porn it felt like again like the porn like porn was better than i was because you were hard with porn and you weren't with me yeah totally and so there was just a reality and just imagine that's happening like yeah and it's happening from multiple reasons and so we just want to relate to and and help you understand why this might be happening
0: yeah Yeah. Porn, there's no rejection. Porn, there's no effort. Porn, there's no relationship. So there's nothing to fear. That's the reality is why men don't experience erectile dysfunction with pornography. Because it's an unnatural amount of dopamine and there's nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. That's the reality.
1: It's so hard to look at it logically though. Imagine, right? It's so hard to look at it logically. Like from a logical perspective, when you're like in it and you're so overwhelmed by this problem. Totally,
0: And this is why I want to say three plugs. First plug, you need coaching. You need facilitation. You need guidance for an issue like this because it's all about your blind spots that are so ingrained in all you know. I've helped men through erectile dysfunction who are in their 20s, their 30s, and recently in their 70s. So what I'm saying here is that it affects so many men of all ages, actually statistics show studies show that one in three men under 40 struggle with erectile dysfunction. I graduated a fellow named Grayson back in March who came to me to overcome erectile dysfunction. He hadn't had an erection without pills for over 10 years since having quadruple bypass surgery. And after hearing a podcast, I talked about on erectile dysfunction. He had sex for the first time without pills. And then we started working together and now he's had freedom that goes beyond his imagination and his testimonies up on our testimony page, if anyone wants to hear that. But that's what expert guidance does is it helps you with those blind spots that you think maybe you can just deal with on your own. You know, I just need some self help, self help kind of stuff. It's like you need to go deep into your identity and your psyche and that really needs help. And I was, you just had a client today where we were going deep into some of the thoughts that he had towards his wife. That were such lies. Mm. And the other plug is our course that we call the sexual template course. Mm-hmm. We have a podcast. I think it's episode 11 or 12 on sexless marriages and sex starved, etc. We talk about the sexual template. That's an amazing course. But even better, that's an amazing guideline that we used to... I use it at least to help men overcome erectile dysfunction. And that's something that you can, you can easily purchase. There'll be a link in the description, but it's actually a free course I offer when somebody becomes a client of mine, either as a one-on-one or in our accelerator course coming out. So if you want to learn more about that, feel free to book a discovery call. That would be an amazing place to get started. If you're really serious about healing these things, get the coaching you need. I just hired a coach for eight weeks to go through grief. I'm a coach. Hiring a coach. You need coaches. You need help. That's just the reality of this world is you need someone spotting you. And I would love to be able to do that if you Mm -hmm. are serious about overcoming erectile dysfunction from somebody who's been there and done that. Because it's a hard road. And from what I gather, being invited on a podcast, there's not a lot of people talking about it. Because everyone Mm -hmm. who invites me on a podcast to talk about it always says, you're the only one. So I think that's just a sign. I think Mm -hmm. God is really using our story to redeem. So anyways, there was a few plugs. I wanted to share those because I get excited about people getting healing.
1: Yeah, because we were so, and I'm so glad you're saying that, hon, because I think people need to know like where to go and who to talk to. Like the guy that just feels embarrassed to share that or just thinks that it's too much to share that he's afraid that, you know, he doesn't have a big enough penis or, you know, things like that, that we just are. So who else are you gonna talk to about this, right? Because where the war, where the enemy works is in our shame, in the secrets. And where God is, is in community and healing the, the parts of us yeah. that are wounded. Yeah. In community, with people, with, with actual openness and vulnerability. That's what I see. Like, vulnerability is such a wonderful thing. And so, um, inviting more people into vulnerability is like the greatest weapon.
0: Mm-hmm. 100% vulnerability is sharing the deep part of you. I think the Latin word for vulnerability, it comes from the Latin word vulna, which I think is like open wound. So we're basically exposing a wound. And the only way to heal a wound is to put ointment on it. It's almost like we're exposing it to those who could put ointment on it. Unfortunately, when we expose a wound, there's the opportunity to get hurt again. That's why it's important to find good quality coaching and people to do this with. Mm. So that root word, vulna, is so key. But yeah, vulnerability literally crushes shame. And what is shame? Shame says, I am a failure. I am inadequate. I am worthless. And those are typically the messages most men feel and experience when their penis isn't working the way it's supposed to. Because that Mm -hmm. is our masculinity, at least in the world's eye but also to some degree the way god made us in his image with a penis to experience pleasure with our wife it's a part of our manhood mm-hmm. it totally is it's mm-hmm. not our identity but it is definitely part of our manhood mm-hmm. and i'm sure helena you saw how horrible i felt
1: oh it was just devastating and i really didn't know what to do because it's almost like mm-hmm. you you went really like inward because oh, I you shut didn't down. you completely shut down And so I'm trying, I'm there trying to understand and you shut down. So I just made up stories Hmm. of what you think about me, Hmm. who you think I am. Wow. Yeah. How you see me, like what you think about my body, what you think about what I say. And that was just, I just made these stories up in my head. And it's so sad. I'm just looking back at this. And if there's a woman out there that is just like, you know, has a husband that is struggling. And, um, there's just a real, there's just a real heaviness. I just want to be there and, and say like, what are those, what are those stories that has been coming up in your head that you actually don't know whether they're true? Hmm. What are they? Yeah. Um... And what is actually true. And that's
0: key. What you don't know is true. Yeah. Is there evidence or is it an assumption? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because I had so many assumptions. That's the first thing. That was the first thing. And the second thing that I noticed from my part that was just like there was these thousand stories that I was making up. And the second thing was that I just remembered that I had like lots of expectations on you that would actually really trigger that pressure. Um, so I think it's really important for us women to actually like write those expectations down and are those, you know, in the in the sexual template of course, it's really black and white. It's a great way to actually figure this out mm. together, you guys. Like it's an amazing, amazing tool. If you guys do it together, it's a, such a great way to find out uh, what those are and, and just kind of those things that you really need to start looking at so like yeah.
0: so we did that and it was so oh raw. yeah yeah it was that's so raw that's step two of the template course yeah
1: because I had I had sexual expectations on Sean that were totally unfair
0: sexpectations
1: expectations that were totally unfair and totally just some my like even like you know from when I was younger kind of these expectations that um we're just super unhealthy and i think more and more you know you find yourself actually in the spot of spot of that overwhelm that you don't know where to go with this like heavy feeling of uh erectile dysfunction in your marriage then hard you know you start kind of becoming more and more numb to that problem and also like more pressure to like you know, be better or then completely dissociate.
0: Mm. Yeah. I have a client who has been married six months now and they've, I think they've only had sex once because of erectile dysfunction because of fear and lies and expectations. Mm -hmm. I have another client and been married, I think three years and his, they I've been working with him for almost six months now. It was with pornography as well as erectile dysfunction to some degree and his, he reported to me last week that his wife enjoyed sex for the first time in marriage a week ago.
1: Wow. These are
0: substantial things, guys. And for him, it was erectile dysfunction, but more actually was actually premature ejaculation, which is somewhat similar in the way. And we're not going to talk about that in this episode, but it's amazing seeing men have healing. That's internal identity and thought that leads to the external behavioral changes because mm-hmm. a lot of people will get pills or they'll get numbing creams or they'll pump their penis full of drugs with a needle it's like that is wonky stuff yeah. like sure a, cr- a numbing cream temporarily if you want to use that until you you know get your mind renewed that's fine but if you're expecting healing from this stupid medical crap that so many doctors diagnose sure sh- i just think it's ludicrous Mm -hmm. i think there are people that actually have medical reasons for certain medications whatnot but i've actually never met someone i do this work full time and i've never ever ever met someone who needs the medications Mm -hmm. everyone i've worked with who had pills comes off them with the work that i do with them it's like it's just amazing and that's really the solution Is going inside and starting to really pinpoint the lie, the expectations, the assumptions, the fears, and starting to state Mm -hmm. what is actually true. So quick example with my client today. And of course, I'm not going to share what he he said specifically, but the lie is basically, she's not safe. She's going to be mad at me. She'll be disappointed in me and then the truth ended up being something so beautiful and most men it's something along these lines of my wife is really safe. My wife always comes to me and is grateful when I share my heart with her.
1: Mm, it's like yes.
0: Why don't we start meditating on that in the face of shame? Because the shame is demonic. And only thing that can crush the demonic is Jesus. And Jesus says this about you. Jesus says this about your wife. Jesus says this about your relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is what's so powerful. And that takes time to get there. You can't just be like, oh, Jesus loves me. So I guess I'll be good tomorrow. (laughs) You have to learn to believe that. But even more, you have to learn to get rid of what's in the way so you can make room for what is true.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's the process of
0: healing that can take guys two, three, four, five, six, seven months. But it's so worth it because you're going to be married for what? another 20 30 40 50 years
1: and you want to be sexless <laughs> yeah. and sex starved yeah. yeah i sure yeah. hope
0: you want to heal and make sure the rest of your life is awesome because yeah. what do you think on let's just end oh, on sharing I just, some okay success okay stories i'm of just like i'm
1: just thinking like
0: what does our life look like today because of the healing we've experienced i don't
1: i almost want to cry like i seriously i feel like i want to cry it's hmm. just it's amazing like I see God's creation of sex so much more beautiful and and his than I've ever seen you know since since you just like since we've surrendered everything and just like we've been on just learning and discovering this um and i just see such a such a great difference on you know when um when you got help and and i needed help too i got help we got help together and actually have people to talk to about this it was so liberating it was so scary but just like what's happening today like i literally want to cry because um I, like, I can't say, like, I think our sex can't get, like, I think it's going to get better, but I just, like, I love it mm-hmm. because it's so intimate. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's It just feels right because there is, it just feels like in the garden, naked and unashamed. a mm-hmm. shame. And I think more and more we try to um, have that picture of God's design, the more and more it's actually beautiful and um and and i'm not just talking the the part of intimacy on vulnerability that you have with a person on sexual level is like nothing else it's just so beautiful and so you know and in that when we are vulnerable and when we are just open in our hurts and then those things get actually healed and we are we are healing together, it bonds us like nothing else. It's not because it's great from the beginning, actually. It's actually because that messiness was healed together. And so we are even more intertwined together. We are even more understanding of each other. We are even more intimate and in depth together. That it's like, it's just beautiful. It's almost like, you know, a tree. So you have a tree and you have its roots. So the roots when they start they're just like you know they're kind of like they're not like strong they're just kind of like there but then over time they just kind of like grow and they go really deep and they intertwine each other mm. and you know and then like what makes a, an amazing tree is like that it lasts you know mm. just like and is strong through the wind and through the storms mm. and it it just like
0: produces fruit
1: and produces fruit yeah so it's like this beautiful you know like how the how the yeah how it like just intertwines and that's kind of how I feel with you and I Uh, we're going deeper and deeper Mm. and we're getting more intertwined and that's why I want to cry Mm. Um, and that's just a picture I want to paint for other people that there is hope like I just remember I'm crying because I remember how I felt desperate and how I actually cried out of pain for like if we're gonna ever be able to like why is this happening to us but it was happening actually because also because we were ashamed of what was happening and we didn't talk to anybody i and me especially so totally there's just a little there from my heart (laughs) amazing
0: yeah huge shout out to greg oliver from awaken ministries who was a coach to me in the healing of this and Neal and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada, so so grateful for them. It's amazing Um, Yeah, I just think about even recently there's been I think two scenarios while we were having sex that 100% would have sent me into a tailspin of shame Mm -hmm. and fear and rejection and we just carry on and enjoy our intimacy our sexual life together and that's freedom Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that's so much better than sobriety or i had a i talked to somebody recently who said I, it doesn't even matter i just am so pumped that there's mm-hmm. freedom available because it's internal mm-hmm. and then it leads to change of behavior and that's what's so key so yeah i just feel like there's so much of this topic that could be dove in we could dive into but i've been on other podcasts We want to search sean bonato i've had several other podcasts that have been hosted by other people to talk about erectile dysfunction that goes into some of the other areas. But this we wanted to make more personal about our own story and situation and some of the success we've had with our own life and other people. So hope this has blessed you. I think it's episodes like this where this means even more like letting our failures Mm. be your success. So we say God bless and all the best.
1: God bless and lots of love.
0: Hey, if you found value from this episode, it would be amazing if you would consider leaving a five-star review. That way, you are contributing to this podcast being able to be seen by more people and extend their reach so others can see and hear the value that you just got. And hey, hit subscribe. That way, you will get episodes right to your inbox, right to your library as soon as they come out. So thank you so much for tuning in. God bless.